Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball for Tuesday, January 23rd. Jake, we are back here with a very solid Tuesday slate, as it seems to be now once we hit the new year. Usually a little bit shorter, but usually a bunch of big games. Uh, I, I feel like, Jake, maybe we're turning the corner um, from the just ab- abysmal luck we've had the last couple of weeks and 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 I, I you know I hesitate saying this and talking about this because I don't want to seem like it's excuses but I mean it, it, we had every team that had a 20 point lead and lost we had every one of those <laughs> these last two weeks and Imagine. Monday Monday here we had McNeese who came back from being down 20 who went 10 minutes without scoring a single point and came back and won on a miracle. I'm like that, that we always talk about balances out. We say just be patient, people. It will balance out all the dumb bad things. We'll get some dumb good ones. It's like, hey, now we got a dumb good one. Maybe things are gonna be, you know, yeah. we are seeing it. And, and we always talk about it. it's tough because the balancing out sometimes it takes, you know, a few days and sometimes it takes a few weeks. And there's stretches where it feels like it takes a month. Uh, I, I talk about we had one of those stretches of baseball three seasons ago. Was the last time I remember one quite this crazy. Um, but we got three good games to talk about here. You can set up on Dub Club for more picks, more A grades, the plays of the day. Uh, and because I was looking at the calendar, I was thinking about this. Jake, I was like, we are about two months from yeah. March Madness at this point. Two months from now, we'll be right in the throes of it. And I was like, hey, I know there are people who are watching this and we love baseball. We, we feel like baseball is one of our strongest sports, although with the wall football did maybe – you know, it's a tough argument, but baseball, we, we've done so well the past two seasons. Um, and I was like, you know, why not give the people a deal where if you just you just pay for the two months because you're here with college basketball, you love college basketball, you get more picks, you get discord access, you get the plays of the day. And if you just join us for the two months, I'll just give you the third free. That way you get to see the end of the tournament, the end of March Madness, all those picks, and you'll get to see all the, the first part of baseball and see if you like See if you like how we're doing things over there. Um, so it's a pay for two, get three months. The promo code there is on the screen, 24CBB3. The link's in the show description, QR code as well. And you can see if we can maybe get this going the right direction. The totals have been great continuously. The totals were great last week as well. The free show picks were great last week. Um, the A-grade money line's just, just dying these last two weeks with all that bad luck. But again, maybe we're turning around. You can come see if we are. The plays of the day, terrible last week. But you can see, even with that terrible stretch, an 11% ROI on the season, that's worth the price of admission by itself. We always talk about, you know, you never go all in on one game because you never know what's going to happen in one game. But in the long run, and in the over 100 plays of the day we've had, that 11% ROI, pretty dang good. Jake, what have I forgot to say? Nothing. I think you nailed it. I think that's a hell of a deal to get through. Uh, pay for two and get all the way into the start of baseball. And once you start baseball, it, it, it'll keep rolling. It's baseball you've killed it for three years now i i do i do love baseball season it's it's always great and uh i, I think i don't want to talk too long about this because this is a basketball show but i think you will if you were if, if you don't love betting baseball, hang on see if see what you like jump in and i i think you will find that we can make you money with baseball and the reason why we do all with baseball i think is it's it's the it's same with hockey and i'm gonna build a hockey model next but it's the basketball, baseball and hockey are the two sports that are primarily money line driven. There's no point spread to anchor off of. 
And that makes it tough for the books and humans to adjust and identify those probabilities. With football and basketball, it's relatively easy. You build a point spread, you adjust off the point spread, and then the money line kind of follows from there. Because if you believe you have the point spread, it's just simple math at that point. I say simple, simple for people like me. Um, but with baseball and hockey, you don't have that. There's no point spread to deal with because you don't have that to anchor off of. And so I think we have a unique advantage with baseball. It's already so well with it um, because of the way that I can attack probabilities. And uh, so, so check that out with us over on Dub Club. The other thing, and Jake, we've talked about this, uh, you know, I'm a terrible salesperson, but our Discord uh, is a great community of people. Uh, we have people over there who are giving out, uh, you know, discussing, giving out good picks for for hockey and tennis and NBA and all sorts of stuff, um, looking out for each other, talking about boosts at, at different places, making sure we're all aware of, of what's happening in different places. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a fun group. It's a good group of people. I think uh, we have a lot of a lot of you know fun gifts and things like that. It, it, it's a lot of fun. I don't really know what to say to sell it other than like it's a really great community and um you know I, I i i feel like i've lucked into it i didn't do anything to get those people there but the people who are there y'all are great i love y'all and uh it's it's a great place to be um so with that said again check it out two pay for two months get three uh in that link in the show description otherwise though we'll get to it here jake a lot of strong games on tuesday yes and here we are talking about UAB Charlotte. I don't know how this happened, uh, but here we are. <laughs> there are, uh, I don't know, four or five A-grade plays or so right now. We'll probably have a couple more in the morning. Uh, we're going to talk about one of those here today, and we got a couple of those earmarked as the plays of the day. Um, you know, this is a B-grade pick here. It's not one of the A-grades, but Jake, it's one, it's one you like a lot. And we've talked a lot this season. You know, my specialty is math. And the, the, the math is like its own world of trying to figure out the math and the probabilities and the modeling. And that's its own like never ending job. It seems like, um, <laughs> and then it's trying to figure out how, how to use that best and how to give people kind of what they're looking for. And, and when you have a small favorite, it's tough to kind of figure out, do you play the money line? Do you play the spread? Where you draw that line? We've talked a lot about everybody's a little bit different and I'm kind of trying to find the balance that makes the most people happy because I know some people are more like I'm not laying anything if it's more than minus 140. And hey, respect. I don't have I don't think that's crazy. Um, especially if you're taking a lot of dogs, you know, it's usually the, a good way to go. Other people, you know, will play a little bit higher. And, and from a mathematical standpoint, we should not not play minus 400 picks, right? If you have a minus 400 pick, but you really think it's going to hit. 95% of the time, you should lay that minus 400 every day of the week, right? So, but everyone's a little bit different. Everyone's a priorities. We're right on the cut line of this. Model says Charlotte by eight. We're going to lay five. Um, we've made five the cutoff for now, just trying to, again, find what is making everybody happy. The reason why is because we had it at like six and seven earlier, but then we were still playing some like minus like 240s. And it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's again, not saying you shouldn't. We do have to acknowledge that weirder things happen the further away you get from P equals 0.5. I don't want to get too in the weeds of that, but it does get a little bit weirder, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't play it. But a lot of people, it's just, there's a lot happening there. So we're right on the threshold here. You can kind of look money line. If you want, you can kind of split your wage. You can lay the five. Either way, we like Charlotte here. Model has them by eight uh, and the books have them by five. So there's, there's a, there's a little discrepancy here. So B grade value for us is how we are going to approach this pick. Uh, Jake, tell us more. Like uh, Charlotte is a very solid team. They're, very similar to what they did were last year. Offense is a tick down and defense is a tick up. So it just kind of switched. And with that slow pace, they're really hard and uh, to get through. And they're very disciplined. It's 
especially at home. Uh, and UAB is not the team they were last year. The offense is a tick and a tick or so down, and the, but the defense has really taken a big step back. Um, and that, that's their biggest problem right now is, is they can't really stop people. They're having a hard time finding open shots. They're not shooting the ball well from deep, and they're giving up a ton of three-pointers too. Uh, Charlotte is, is a team to really take advantage of them uh, because their offense doesn't give any extra possessions, takes their sweet time. Uh, and but the slow pace of it is the only part you might want to. If you are a little more nervous about um, laying points, that would be a point point for you to go to the money line because sometimes slow pace doesn't give them enough time to win by six seven points. Uh, but I, I think they do it because I just don't think UAB is going to be able to stop them, and their offense isn't good enough. So they, they don't have the star power they've had for the last couple of years, and I don't think it'll solve this Charlotte defense. Right. So, so UAB last year was more offense than defense. And we, we knew that, right? Obviously. And, and Jelly Walker, of course, was the star of the team. It's interesting. I don't know if, if you have anything, any reason why, but, but we knew the offense would take a step back um, when he left, but the defense taking a step back as well. Like I wasn't thinking of him as a defensive player. Again, you're, you're more of the X's and O's guy uh, than I am. So maybe he was more key on the defense, but I mean, this team really fell off. They were a lot of fun. Um, they obviously had some ups and downs, but, but they were like must see TV. It seemed like you just never knew what was going to happen in any given game. And they could like, you kind of thought they could go toe to toe with anybody. And that's just not what we've seen from this UAB team this year. When, when you think about some of these fun upstart teams, the UABs or the Florida Atlantics, you know, it's a, it's a tale of two different situations between FAU and UAB this year with FAU kind of, um, you know, again, not as high as that preseason rating, but, but still a very solid team. Um, of this year where UAB didn't. I don't know if you have any any reason as to why it was just the one guy or like what what may be happening there to take them from just all the way to very mediocre. Um, the the transfer portal hit them and some graduation besides Jelly Walker, right? Like KJ Buffin did not get enough credit for what he did was doing for that team and neither did Ty Brewer. Th- those two guys really helped out. I know Eric Gaines is still there, but he, he really benefited from having – a guy like Jelly Walker around and yeah. um, those other two guys really coming through uh, for him. They're just not as talented of a team because um, they're, and they're not playing the exact same because you can't play an offense that features Jelly Walker without Jelly Walker. Right. Uh, and so like that mixed with some regression for the coming back to normal, they've got a little more lucky than good over the last couple of years. I thought as well. Uh, and when you have a guy, a stud like Jelly Walker and some good players around him, that puts a little extra pressure on the, the opposing team's offense to to score each and every time. And I think maybe maybe that helps out a little bit on the defensive end when guys are trying to trying to make sure they hit the threes when they see Jelly getting on a roll there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so Charlotte minus five is our picker. Be great again. You can look at this money line if you want. Uh, I do like laying, you know, five, six, seven, right? Those are decent numbers to lay because uh, in theory, you got multiple ways to get there. They could just run away with it. Light fouls can help you out. Um, you know, if you go to overtime, you're not dead. You're not dead in the water. Like you lay 10. We've all won one of those bets in our lives, but we've probably all only won one of those. We laid 10 and we won it overtime and we just like thank their lucky stars, right? So, you know, you're not dead if it goes overtime. So not a bad number to lay here at five. Be great pick for us there. And then also at the same time, 7 p.m. Eastern, Kentucky and South Carolina. Uh, 
And Jake, this Kentucky team is is for real. Their defense is it's not great, but it, it's decent enough, and their offense is just so good. It really, you know, compensates for that and, and overcomes that in a way that um, it, it is quite unique. And it's interesting. I don't know if you have anything to opine about this. You don't have to if you don't want to. But you know, you look at the top of college basketball, and you have a team like Arizona who's pretty balanced, but you know has seemingly had maybe more struggles than we expected. But then you, you you look around and a lot of their teams are really one-dimensional. You know, Houston, great defense, and their offense is really questionable. You know, you got the teams like Kentucky with a great offense and the defense is questionable for that level of play. And so it's interesting to me at the top, you've got just a little bit of everything, it seems like, uh, which hopefully makes for a fun march. <laughs> with, <laughs> with that being said, uh, they'll travel to South Carolina and the South Carolina team, really wants to slow this game down. But if you've watched Kentucky play, they will take anybody over. It doesn't really matter who, where, what, when, why, because they score points, they play fast, they can get you playing faster than you want to. And the model thinks this should get into the 160s. We're going to take over 155 and a half. A great pick for us. Jake, tell us more. Yeah, like Kentucky's offense, there's, I mean, they just added another just absolutely dynamic piece with a set, that seven-foot guy uh, that they just, Came, became eligible on Saturday, and he showed up and hit like three or four threes. Uh, that their defense is a, is going to be a big problem for them because um, Georgia's not that good offensively, and really came back and made that a game. Uh, even after you would have thought all the momentum in the world was on Kentucky at home, um, and that game had a ridiculous amount of points. But don't, yeah, don't uh, sleep it, on got, South- it got over two. It got over two hundred. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We'll sleep on South Carolina as a team. They are very good. Lamont Paris is a great coach. Um, I thought that was an excellent hire when it happened, and he's got them turned around a little bit quicker than I thought, especially at home. Uh, they're going to make Kentucky really work uh, on defense because they they'll take they'll take their time. They play at a slower pace, but even at that slower pace, because how well they they are shooting and how many threes they are shooting, uh, they're really <laughs> jump scores up. They they score well into the 70s most games and i think if, if south carolina's in the 70s kentucky's probably going to be in the 80s maybe even 90s uh with how how they play uh even if they are in the 70s we can still push this over with overtime i think there's way way too many ways this goes over and it would ha- take a really off night for kentucky for kentucky for it to go under and if, you know, just to go through a couple of these games, first off, Kentucky laughably has gone over in their last, I don't even know, it's hard for me to count this in the eight games, I think, uh, with some ridiculously high numbers in that stretch. Last time they didn't go over was December 9th. Um, that was that was ages ago, it feels like. Um, they went over on the road uh, at AM in their last game. An AM team that's really struggled offensively, wants to play really slow. Uh, it went to overtime, but it was way over in regulation. Uh, they went over against Florida. They went over, the total was 170, and they went over. Uh, they went over at Louisville, and again, that also got into the 170. So I'm not really worried about Kentucky going on the road because they still score, and they still give up points. It doesn't really matter. Um, obviously, these numbers are a little bit lower than the 170 that was hung against Florida because Florida's going to play a lot faster than South Carolina, right? So we know that even though Kentucky's going to try to speed this game up, we know that Florida was going to shoot earlier in the shot clock than South Carolina is. And so that's why we're getting an extra 15 points here. But that's the benefit. We don't have to get this game into the 170s. Um, it might get there, but it doesn't have to. Um, like I said, there's just a lot of ways that this can get over. South Carolina's offense isn't bad, and they're they're going to score some points. Just you know, 
not by accident, just by, there's no way around it. Um, mm. And so we do uh, like this over here with Kentucky. And again, as part of our, the, let me get this cheat sheet every single day. It's in chart form, so it's easily more easily digestible. Maybe I should put a picture of the chart up here. I don't know. I, again, I'm a terrible salesperson. Um, but all the information there, you can see the model thinks that Kentucky uh, should be favored by about five points, five and a half points. This should be an interesting ballgame. It should be one that if you enjoy college basketball, and if you're here, you probably do, um, you know, would be on your TV screen. Model thinks Kentucky went two out of three times. But right now, there's not really much of an edge on the side. Uh, we just think kind of like you said, this game ends up, you know, Kentucky gets in the 80s, South Carolina can get into the 70s. Uh, you know, we've seen this last week had the highest number of points in a week this season and already what was uh, a season that was, uh, you know, breaking records for how many points were of, of, of the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, it seems like. Um, and this last week had even more points. Doesn't mean that's going to continue, but this sets up to be a game. All the Kentucky games set up to be games that you want to be in the over. It doesn't mean it's going to win every single time. Uh, but if you've been on this Kentucky over trade with us, you made a lot of money. And if this one loses, hey, that's fine. Uh, you know, again, we will not win every total pick, but as you saw at the start of the show with the recap on the totals, uh, we've won a whole lot more than we've lost. And that holds true for a great overs and unders, even though we've been on more overs than unders. And it's with that in mind that we will go to our last game, another total pick for you here between Michigan and Purdue. Uh, Michigan's a fun team for me to model because I have to have a home rating for them and a road rating for them, at least for the time being, uh, with their best player ineligible, uh, or, or not traveling to road games. Uh, so this is, this is, yeah, yeah. This is Michigan's road rating. Um, that defense, you know, it, it's, it's, it's better than average for college basketball, but for big 10 standards, that is terrible to be anything. Anything out of the top hundreds is terrible for your, for your big 10, big 12, right? Your top tier conferences. Um, and, and they give up points. Purdue, according to Sideline, is the best offense college basketball. The pace, we kind of know what's going to happen here. It's going to be pretty just normal ho-hum, but Purdue should be able to score at will. And that's why we like the over in this one. Only a B grade, though. We've had a lot of A grade Purdue overs, and we've won a lot of them. We haven't won every single one of them. We didn't win the one on Saturday. Um, again, and I think that just is a reminder of what we talked about with Kentucky. You know, we know we're not going to win every single one of them. What we're hoping to hit is – you know, we're just trying to hit more than we than we don't enough to profit. That's what we've done so far with totals, and that's a strategy we're going to keep using. This is B grade value. That means risk a little bit less on it. Why is that? Because the edge is just a little bit smaller here than an A grade. It's not a lot smaller. Uh, and if you could get in a number that's a half a point, a point lower than this, it ekes into A grade territory. So you're you're at B plus grade here. Uh, but this is a pretty strong one. I do like keeping it at B grade though, unless you get a much better number than this though, just because. I feel like there's an off chance Michigan just like, especially road Michigan, just completely collapses. And this game could be like 90 to 60. That's like my only fear with this game going over. But as we often talk about, if you think about it for any length of time, you should be able to figure out how you're going to lose any single pick. And I feel like that's the way this one loses because Purdue can just name their score. Jake, tell us what your thoughts are. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, Purdue's going to, Purdue, if they want to, puts up 100 on this game. Uh, Michigan's defense is woefully bad. and They give up points like crazy. And then uh, with the faster pace that Purdue's playing at, at the normal and 
Michigan's wanting to play at the same pace, so they can't even make them uncomfortable pace-wise. I, I don't know what you do. They don't have an answer for ED. Um, and if Fletcher Lawyer is going to shoot 43, 45, 43% from three on the year, that's going to be death for almost everybody. I mean, Braden Smith's above 40%. Uh, Lance Jones shoots a ton of them, so, I mean, he's at 35. But they are deadly with that going because then you you can't help on ED. Uh because you've got to guard every three-point shooter, it's just deadly. And, and that was their and that was their big problem last year was that you could, yeah. they couldn't hit a three. And by the end of the year, uh, we talked about this a lot. But by the end of the year, they knew they couldn't hit a three, so then they were free to take them. And then it just like yeah. spiraled because they just yeah. were just shell shocked out there. Now, and that was the whole time we were like, man, if they can get a three-point shooter, that's going to really open up Edie and just the dominoes start falling in place. And that's what we what we've seen this year. Yeah, and I mean, Mason Gillis has been amazing off the bench. I know TKR went down last game, but I don't, I haven't seen anything that says he's like super hurt or anything. And I don't think that hurts them as bad as uh, what what it seems on paper. Because Caleb first is a good player. He'll he'll get better with more minutes and Mason get more time for Mason Gillis is always good because that guy is just very very talented at being where was- he needs to be. I was going to say, Sideline has Gillis as, a, as the better player between the two anyway, even though he's yeah. used slightly less. Yeah, he's he's the points off the bench. He's, he's the he's the sixth man that like gives them a little extra scoring out there rather than TKR. Uh, but either way, Michigan has got a decent offense, all this to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> decent enough offense, even without uh, their best player traveling, which is the weirdest suspension I think I've ever seen, mm-hmm. um, especially college. But they, the one thing they do really well is they shoot a high clip from the three-point line, which is what teams tend to do when Edie's on the floor because you don't want to challenge a 7-4 guy on a 10-foot rim. Uh, so they, I wouldn't want to challenge him on any foot rim, to be honest. I don't think yeah. the height really matters. but, <laughs> yeah. but So that's going to help them out a little bit, like give us a few extra points there, if, so if, especially if they can go on a stretch where they hit up three or four of them in, uh, in a row there. It'll, it'll really push this number over. But like I said, I think Purdue, if they want, puts up triple digits and we don't need much out of Michigan. Yeah, this is definitely one where Michigan can get hot from three and we're going over because this is going to be some sort of 85-75 uh, type game. If Michigan doesn't, like you said, there's still a chance that Purdue can do it by themselves. We we almost assuredly won't have any overtime to get us over on this one. We're going to have to do it in regulation because Purdue at home should win. We've even gotten good road Purdue here uh, yes. their last two games. They've won uh of their five road contests now they've won three of them including their last two uh right. so they've kind of maybe maybe start to kind of put it together and we talked about the first road loss was pretty fluky just northwestern hit their threes and and so nebraska did the same thing nebraska hit 60 percent from beyond the arc that's exactly and 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 that's the way that michigan that's you know to hope they hang in hang around keep it competitive and just hit the threes uh for us for our purposes for the over that you know if Purdue starts scoring, maybe Michigan takes more three, shoots them quicker, and then just, hey, more shots on goal is a good thing for, for any over, right? So uh, have them keep jacking them up, and uh, hopefully enough fall that, that we can get the over here. So so B grade over, again, close to an A grade. I think if you were determining, and, and the difference between how we play an A grade and B grade is not much. It's, it's very small. Uh, differential, but if you want the little extra on it, I don't think that's crazy. I think you have to assess how big of a fear is it that Michigan just completely lays an egg on the road, only scores 50 points. I think it's possible, especially without Doug McDaniel, but uh, you know, if nothing else, all their threes, it does, it's not going to take many, like you said, for, for 
them to get enough because we know Purdue's going to do their part with how bad Michigan's defense is and how good Purdue's offense is. Uh, and as you mentioned, there's really no slowing them down. That's not what Michigan wants to do. Uh, and once you start falling behind Michigan, you'll have to start speeding it up even more, which will just, again, play right into our hands. Uh, there's your recap. Again, you can join us over on Dub Club for more picks, A grades, Discord access, plays of the day, uh, NFL picks. And then, hey, we're talking tennis. We're talking hockey. We're talking NBA. We're talking everything over there. The only thing we're not talking is softball because I don't think you can really bet on any softball right now. But, you know, if, if it's out there, we're, we're probably talking about it. So uh, we have a lot of fun over there. Sign up link in the show description. You get three months for the price of two. Get you through college basketball. Get you a little bit of taste of baseball. See if you enjoy it. Jake, parting words before we wrap up for the day. I, I'm just – I think that this is the first year in a long time that the National Player of the Year conversation is actually a fun one, fun debate to have. Because mm. is it just ED fatigue? Because, I mean, mm. like if you look this yeah. last week yeah. – He's got what ninety plus points over the last three games and fifty plus rebounds, like that's insane numbers. But people are throwing up like uh, Dalton Connect, who's just been on a ridiculous stretch, averaging like thirty points in his last three games. And I mean, you've got the kids out of uh, Kentucky that are <laughs> having years, and it's just unreal. It's a lot of fun to keep track of that, even though the award should be. Eds without yeah. question, but it's yeah. it's fun to have that debate and with Hunter Dickinson and all that. Yeah, w- without question, it should be Ed. Uh, from from an analytical standpoint, there is <laughs> no <laughs> debate, but there is a lot of fatigue around that. And of course, the, the fun one then is if, if, if to me it's, a, it's it's a race for a second, but then you're starting to think about do you go more of an offensive player or a defensive player? Cause you got a guy like Jamal Shee for Houston who yeah. the value that he provides on the defensive end, you know, is is you know really makes it where you have to wonder if he's just not the second best player in college basketball. I'm not oh, saying he's really just saying you have, you have to wonder. And uh, he's decent offensively, but he's not put up the offensive numbers that, you know, some guys are. Um, this is where my opinion of voters will, will just, he, he won't, he doesn't send a chance because he doesn't do enough offensively. I know. Um, I know. But, but I think, I think there's a chance he's the second best. He's like the most valuable oh, player yeah. with, oh, with yeah, regards I to totally what he agree. on defense. But. To- totally agree that he probably is, but, too many box score readers voting. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, that's our show here for the day. Again, sign up with us on Dub Club. You get a lot more access. If you're already with us there, we thank you so much, and we will see you tomorrow.